It finally happened. Michigan got over the hump. Michigan went out there, beat an SEC team, a team that a lot of people did not think that Michigan could beat. I personally was skeptical of it. I didn't give you my preview. I did not tell you what I thought Michigan score was going to be. Would have said 27-13 Alabama, and it started to look like it was going to be exactly that. But the Wolverines didn't flinch. They persevered, and they won the Rose Bowl. Let's talk about the win on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy New Year's Day. I am standing again, still on the Rose Bowl field. I'm still wearing my photo vest. I am getting to you as fast as I possibly can to discuss Michigan's big win over the Alabama Crimson Tide. To, uh, and I want to make sure we're still actually recording here. We are. Good. Just to uh, discuss this win, to advance to the national championship game. I got to tell you, it was something incredibly surreal being down there on the field overtime all of that stuff even that final drive that michigan had not when they were back over here uh this was not the end zone that they wanted it was the one over on the other end but just for the sake of just being able to 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 drive the field because it did not feel like michigan's offense could do anything at that point michigan's offense was very 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 good but yet not necessarily explosive Kind of felt like they could run on Alabama to kind of do whatever they wanted in the early going. But third quarter happened. Michigan standing with about 200 yards to Alabama's about 100. And then suddenly everything stops. All the momentum shifts towards Alabama. It wasn't immediate. Obviously, it happened later in that third quarter when Alabama was able to drive the field, able to take that lead. And it started to feel those Alabama fans that were over to my left that that were taking up all of this space over here, they got really hyped up. They got really excited. You could feel that they had started to kind of move into this feeling of, we're going to go play in that national championship game. The Michigan fans that were to my right were starting to not necessarily have that feeling. But the Let's Go Blue chance started when Michigan was on offense and really started getting things going. And it really felt like, okay, there is a good, good shot that Michigan can come back because this is a team that doesn't flinch. And this Michigan team did not flinch. Drove the field, big plays from Roman Wilson, even bigger plays from Blake Corum. And again, J.J. McCarthy, guy that Jim Harbaugh said is born for this, to be in these moments, made the throws when they absolutely needed them. This was a clutch, clutch performance. And it completely negates all of those narratives that have been going on, right? You have all of the narratives, Michigan can't win in the postseason. The Big Ten generally can't beat the SEC. The SEC is king. Well, guess what? Michigan just eliminated the SEC champion. No more SEC in the playoff. At this moment, it's looking like it's going to be Washington at the time of me recording this. By the time that you hear or see this, we'll know exactly who Michigan's playing. But at this moment, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible that Michigan was able to accomplish this. When without Connor Stallions, uh, he may or may not have been here at the Rose Bowl. But it was a uh, it, it was a narrative changing win. I was talking to uh, Jared Wangler before the game, and we we were both. And I also I I also was talking to a uh, a national reporter from CBS who we were 
both of both all of us were in agreement. This was the biggest game that the college football playoff had ever seen before the game. That this was the biggest matchup. This was going to be the biggest game. This was the biggest Michigan football game to date, the biggest one in history. And yet, Michigan, despite everything, all of these at narratives, despite getting that punch back by an Alabama, comes out and wins the game <laughs> in overtime. And I thought it was absolutely appropriate that they win it with that sack on Jalen Milrow. Well, if you want to call it a sack, obviously, he, he kept the ball and runs forward and actually seeing it again on tape, it was even more impressive, the fact that he did not gain seemingly an inch. He ran right into the teeth of the defense, and Michigan held strong after all of those timeouts, all that time to think about it. Absolutely amazing. We're going to continue talking about this game. We're going to get into some of the stats and everything uh, that really impressed me and what it means going forward. We're going to do that here in just a moment. But before we do that, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live, save, same-game parlays. That's amazing. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best, the best in the way to find the absolutely most popular parlays. Jump on the bandwagon there. And a heck of a lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner, the NFL. Again, Michigan beat Alabama 27-20 in overtime. All of that happened in the end zone that's all the way on the other side. I am standing in the other end zone. Blake Horam scored to the left of me on the first, uh, the first touchdown. Uh, and then everything, pretty, pretty much the rest of the scoring was all the way on the other side of the field behind me. Uh, but absolutely phenomenal win, obviously. That goes without saying. Michigan gets to advance to the national championship game. It's, I, I think it's really surreal. <laughs> talking to everyone, is, uh, talking to Patrick Barron and some of these others, it's like, it just feels like there's going to be a moment where they say, actually, just hold on a minute. Uh, everyone on the Alabama side, obviously, in complete disbelief here on the field. Uh, watching uh, our good friend Jake Butt run out and celebrate, watching Charles Woodson and uh, Desmond Howard and everyone else just go out and celebrate and just have like this big moment. Just see the look on the players' faces. You can check out my gallery at uh, wolverineswire.com. I got a lot of those reactions. Maybe not all of them that I captured, but as many as I could get out in a timely fashion here. So I think what's interesting is that Michigan actually held Alabama to a season low defensively, sorry, offensively. Um, it, it, I mean, it really took until that momentum shifted when they were able to start driving the field. Obviously, huge, timely, timely uh, fumble recovery by, uh, I didn't see who forced the fumble. Keep in mind, I'm on the field. They didn't really say, like, you know, fumble forced by whoever. I was on the other side, and uh, I was back that way, and it was over here. Uh, but uh, Josh Wallace getting that fumble recovery, that was absolutely clutch, even though Michigan didn't do anything, because that at least stemmed the tide, unintended. To, uh, to keep Alabama from continuing to just drive the field, right? Because then it would have been 27-13 to 13 had they not had that situation, right? So Michigan being able to have that timely play, that, that was what kind of started to turn things around because it started to feel, you know, talking to some, some other people that you probably know uh, on the field. It, it, uh, Josh Pate told me it, Michigan should have put them away. 
They had their chance. They should have put them away. I, I agreed with that. I think anyone would agree with that. But yet, Michigan persevered and got things done. But that's the least amount of offensive yardage that Alabama had all season. Now, that is a huge, huge thing for this national championship game coming up. Why? Because Michigan, in the last two college football playoffs, the defense has not traveled. That was where my trepidation was. I thought, okay, they'll be able to at least stall them a little bit. But the Michigan defense has not traveled quite as well as we've, uh, it, it, we see during the regular season. When you think about it, like you look at Maryland scored more points than Alabama. Obviously, Ohio State scored more points than Alabama. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, Penn State and pretty much every other team did not score quite as much. But still, that is huge. Jalen Milrow's stat line, uh, 16 for 23, 116 yards passing. It, it's funny, it feels like there was so much more, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> obviously, it was pretty phenomenal that Michigan was able to get to him as much as it did. I'm, I'm reacting to this live here. Six sacks for Michigan. Six. Ten tackles for loss. The fact that the Wolverines were able to get to him so early and often is just a testament to, like, when you see that, how big their offensive line, it was kind of the same visceral reaction I had was when I saw Jaden Davis line up over uh, Andrew Vistardis. But, yeah, Michigan's, Michigan's defensive front really got the job done, and obviously it did it late. Uh, as far as rushing, they did actually outrush uh, the Wolverines. 43 carries for 172 yards. Jace McClellan led with 87 yards. Jalen Milrow had 21 carries for 63 yards. Uh, so it was a pretty good running day for Alabama, but still not, not, not a ton. So they did outrush Michigan, who had 130, and that's even after it was being stack-adjusted, right? So that's, that's pretty impressive that Michigan was still able to hold it out because usually in games like this, you expect to see that, uh, to see that uh, the team that runs for more being able to win the game. J.J. McCarthy didn't have it a crazy, amazing day, 17 for 27. Uh, there were times where it felt like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and there were times where he made these really, really big plays. Uh, 221 yards, three touchdowns. Keeping in mind that one of the big narratives coming into this game is, you know, J.J. McCarthy has only thrown one touchdown pass in the last four or so weeks of the season. So that is a huge, huge deal. 130 yards rushing, 4.1 yards per carry. Blake Corum, obviously, with the uh, touchdown reception adding to the 19, uh, 19 carries for 83 yards. Uh, Patrick Barron is over here on this other side. I'm going to invite him onto the podcast. He might be my nemesis. Uh, but we're going to bring him onto the podcast just to show that he is completely untrustworthy. Um, but nonetheless... Well, what else is new? But he's still here. Uh, he's not allowed to go to the national championship game. Not in was, jail, despite what others might tell you. Well, he'll be in jail. I'll tell you that. He will absolutely be in jail. But nonetheless, Patrick Barron, everyone give him a hand. It's not a live show. Oh. Yeah, it's not streaming to a live audience. Well, okay. Hi, if I make it on. Uh, he will. He'll make it on. And Alejandro Zuniga from 24-7 Sports, the Michigan Insider. They're, they are searching, I'm assuming, for roses and rose petals and all the confetti that is here on the ground here. Um, <laughs> getting back to it, uh, Roman Wilson, uh, Tyler Morris picked his perfect day to have his first touchdown reception. Uh, this is what I really liked about this team on this day. Tyler Morris should have been tackled like six times. J.J. McCarthy even mentioned that. He's like, I thought he was, there was no way he was getting the end zone. J.J. McCarthy late in the game when they absolutely need it. They absolutely need the first down. They absolutely need to make plays. He is just getting, dragging Two people on his back. You had that the same thing with uh, the, the the final touchdown in overtime by Blake Horam. 
just dragging people and just kind of being able to have like the probably the grittiest run that we have seen yet from Blake Corn. It took all of them. It took, as Jim Harbaugh said, all 11. And Michigan managed to get find a way to get all of that done, to find a way to get the win, and now they're going to go to Houston to play in the national championship game. I know, we've been saying, natty or bust this entire time, but then when you put Alabama in front of Michigan, it starts to feel like, hmm, that might not happen because it's a Nick Saban team that has a month to prepare. Well, guess what? Narrative busted. That is over with. Michigan gets to move on. We're going to talk about the national championship. I still can't believe I'm saying that here on the field at the Rose Bowl, here in just a moment. Yes, this is one of our shorter shows. I don't mean it for it to be. They're trying to, they, they don't want me here. Uh, there's still a couple other people here, but they, they were telling me 8.45. It is 8.50 right now. Uh, but, you know, there's more people looking like they're coming down and they want to record. Uh, but the, the Rose Bowl, they don't want us here anymore. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, there will not be a Tuesday show, FYI. Uh, I am uh, taking this opportunity to go to Disneyland, and then I fly back on Tuesday night. We will resume our regularly scheduled programming on Wednesday, and we will continue to go from there. But that's uh, that's where we are at the moment. Um, so Michigan, at, at this juncture, as I as I speak, uh, I, I would do want to check because I don't know. And by the, so uh, right now, uh, with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Texas is trailing Washington by 13 points. So it's increasingly looking like Michigan is going to end up facing Washington. Now, I personally want Texas. Why do I want Texas? Because the idea of two, two reasons. The idea of facing Texas in the state of Texas. Houston is very far from Dallas, but the, the idea of facing Texas in Texas, that's one of those things where that's such a hard road to climb, right? I, I've long said, I wanted Alabama in this game, right? I wanted Alabama because now there's no excuses. You play FSU in, in the Rose Bowl, yeah, it's a great win and it feels good, but not playing an SEC team uh, in order to, uh, to get to the national championship game or even in the national championship game, there's a lot of people that will put an asterisk there. Now, certainly, there will still be a lot of people that do want to put that asterisk next to Michigan's name when it comes to the uh, – to, to if they win the national championship, they, that's just going to happen, right? Because of all of the people who hate on everything, right? We talked about uh, we talked about all of the Connor Stallion stuff. We talked about catapult. We talked about all of that stuff. That you know, you, you see a lot of people that that try to either discredit the the claims to somewhere else, someone else. I'm telling you, it's still I, and anything the contrary that you're seeing from rival media, uh, don't you know that that's what they're just hoping, right? Um, but they're going to sit there and put the asterisk next to Michigan. And uh, at the same time, there's no reason why you should allow that as a, as a fan. Uh, because already Michigan's had a harder road in the playoffs. Now, I want that Texas game because I don't care about the matchup. I just want to see, see Michigan against Texas. Now, if Michigan has Washington, why I don't like that in particular is because Washington has that gritty underdog mentality that Michigan People have been counting out Washington for the majority of the year, right? They played Oregon, they beat Oregon, then they go to play Oregon again, they say, you can't do it. So it, it, it is going to be a much different challenge right now. I, I do think that either, either team is probably going to be difficult for Michigan to beat. That's the nature of the playoff. 
I don't think that uh, either team necessarily has an advantage or disadvantage over Michigan aside from the things that are kind of behind the scenes. Michigan, yeah, come on, is the most well-complete, you know, kind of complete team currently in the playoff uh, or in the country, no less. So I, I do think that uh, it doesn't really matter in terms of that. But I, out of the two, yeah, Washington having the uh, having the narrative that they have, you know, the being counted out. Certainly, they're going to be an underdog to Michigan uh, if they end up winning. I mean, Texas would also likely be that. But now it's just time for Michigan to strap it on one last time. They are one win away from a national championship. Again, still cannot believe I am saying. So anyway, we are probably very. Sh- very low on time. Uh, it's only like a 16-minute podcast. I know it would be nice if it was like 21 minutes, but it isn't. Anyway, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We're going to be back on Wednesday from uh, back home, and then we will uh, we'll have a couple more probably from Michigan, and then we will head over to Houston in order to cover the national championship game. also want to say thank you to all of you who I have met here in Los Angeles and Pasadena, uh, and it's been my pleasure to, uh, to be able to meet you, to speak with you, and uh, thank you for watching, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.